I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome back to the Borough Breakdown podcast with Tom and Dana. We are the Borough podcast that gives you all your match day chatter in a pod. And today we're here to give you a lowdown episode on Matt Clark. Borough have announced the sign of the new number five from Brighton earlier today on a three-year deal with an option of a further year for an undisclosed fee reported to be around £2.25 million. Clark spent time on loan with West Brom and Derby County in the last couple of years, so to kick things off today, we've got Chris from Albion Analysis and Jason from the Rams Review to give their perspective on what Borough fans can expect from Matt Clark. Hi there, Chris here from the West Bromwich Albion podcast, Albion Analysis. Um, congratulations on signing Matt Clark. Borough fans, you really have got a top quality player. The guy was our player of the season last season, which granted in and of itself doesn't necessarily say that much because we were pretty dire for most of last season. But Clark certainly stood out. Um, under Valerian Ishmael, he probably had his better games. Um, good news for you is he's far, far more suited to being in three centre-halves than in a back four. When Bruce came in, he tried to switch us to a back four, which really didn't suit Clark that much. Um, but Clark, when he was in a, in a three centre-halves um, system, was far by far and away our best defender comfortably. Um he also likes to bring the ball out from the back. Um, he does drive forward into midfield with it, which, you know, having seen Chris Wilder teams in the past, haven't seen a lot of Borough this season other than when you played us on the opening day. But um, having seen Chris Wilder teams in the past, I would imagine will be an attribute that he will look for because he likes his centre-halves to get forward. Um, Clark is very comfortable on the ball. He can do that. Um, he's... Uh, he has a decent range of passing, but sometimes tries to overreach himself, um, thinks he can play that Hollywood 30-yard ball over the top, and it, it quite often doesn't doesn't come off. Um, but he is a good ball carrier. Left-hand side of the defence is where you would expect him to play, um, the left-sided centre-half, and it, it will not be unusual for you to see him marauding past Giles on the uh, on the outside and expect the ball to be slipped into him um he actually scored a fantastic goal on the on the final day against against Barnsley doing that very thing just marauding forward on uh, on the outside so th- th- he's 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 an interesting beast he's obviously a 
big, big, tall, strong lad um, who has that real physicality to his game. But he's also got an element to him where I think, you know, he, as I'm sure uh, many defenders are, he almost seems like a frustrated winger or striker at times. He likes to get he likes to get forward. He likes to get get involved in things. Um, he does win a good, a good amount of headers. He's just all round a, a really, really good defender. The reality of the situation is if we had had the money, if we didn't have our owner taking loans out of the club and basically were completely skinned, he would have been a player that we would have wanted to sign this summer. There's no two ways about that because we've only got three centre-halves at the moment. And Bruce has talked quite openly about he would have liked Clark back. But the reality is we didn't have two and a half million to spend on him. At two and a half million you have got a snip. We haven't signed him, not because he's not worth that money, but simply because we haven't got that money. But you have got yourselves an absolute snip at two and a half million. I, I have no doubt that he, if you choose to sell him on in two years' time, he will be worth at least twice that, if not quite a lot more, because he is a top, top quality player. You play the right system that will suit him. You've got a manager who will suit him because, like I say, he does like to maraud forward from time to time. I just think it's a really, really good fit, to be honest. Um, he wouldn't have necessarily been a good fit for us this season because we've moved to a back four and he does not play as well in, in two centre-halves as he does when it's a three. But I think for you guys, it's a fantastic fit and I think he will... Uh, uh, it's frustrating for me to say because I think it, it, even even though you've had a tough start to the season, I think you will definitely be there or thereabouts come the end of the season, hopefully along with us. So it's a little bit frustrating to see you signing a player that we know we would have liked to have signed this summer and Albion fans would have liked, loved to have seen back at the club. But I've got to be pleased for Matt Clark that he's gone to a club that really, really suits him and where I am absolutely certain he will do really well. Enjoy him, guys, because he's a top player. Hello, everyone at the Borough Breakdown. This is Jason from the Rams Review podcast. We had Matt Clark for two years, back uh, three years ago now. He he's a he's a very steady, solid Rolls Royce looking centre off. He's a ball playing centre off. He likes to get his head involved. He's good. He is good in the air. He's definitely good at passing. Um, he looks a lot older than uh, than he is. Of course, he's with with the, his receding hairline. But in in terms of play, in what was at the time under uh, Philip Koku at Derby was a was a tough time for the for the Rams. He looked uh, a, a step above. I think it's fair to say. Obviously, he was newly joined from uh, uh, from Brighton, who they who picked him up. So uh, yeah, we had him for those two seasons. He didn't look out of place in the championship for certain. He he was one of Derby's better, if not best, defenders. I think he might have even won Player of the Year in the first season. Um, obviously, Derby was struggling the second season. He he was pace isn't his strongest point, but his physicality is. He got he got us a couple of goals from corners. Um, he is definitely an aerial threat. But he was definitely one of the best centre halves that Derby have had over recent years. Left sided, it was a nice balance to to Derby's back line. And to be honest, there's, there's no much more I can say about him. He's, he's he, you're getting 
I believe, a, a pretty decent player. I've seen the fee banded around of around two million. I think that's a bit of a steal for him, to be honest. Obviously, moved on from Derby and spent a year at uh, West Brom. Obviously, not quite sure how things panned out for him there, but he was he was definitely better than a bottom end Championship side, which obviously Derby were a couple of years ago fighting relegation. Uh, I think Borough have have picked up a bit of a a solid centre half. Obviously, something that Borough have made a sort of history on of, of signing solid centre-offs. You're definitely getting that with Matt Clark. As I say, the pace of him is probably his weakest point. But other than that, a definite solid championship, top-end centre-off. Uh, and I think he's a he's a cracking signing for you. And somebody I think the Borough fans will will learn to love and and see quite quickly from the off if he, uh, if he is a starter that he, he's definitely worth the money that's paid for him. Thanks, everybody. Have a good season. Thank you very much to Chris and Jason for their insight there. It certainly seems from their perspective that Borough made a cracking sign in here. Uh, Chris saying, you know, for around a two million fee, we should get some decent resale value if he does choose to move on in a, a few years. Dana, how about you? Are you happy with the deal? Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with it. Um, you know, we were at Playbrew on Thursday when it came out that Jacob Greaves had signed a new deal at Hull and our reaction to that was, well, we'll probably start him at Clark now. And I think immediately after that, we both said pretty much in sync, wouldn't mind that at all. And the reason why I wouldn't mind it is because it just fits so well. And don't get me wrong, I would have really liked Jacob Greaves at Middlesbrough, but you think about how much he would have cost the whole package of the type of player that he is. You're looking at pretty much almost 10 million and 2.25 million or whatever it is for, for Matt Clark is very good value for a player at 25 who is, you know, he has the experience to not be a risk. And also he's got that resale value, as you said, and that, the as Chris said, to, to grow and improve further. So I'm really happy with it. I think it's a, a good sign in as good as we probably could have got in the, in the aftermath of Jacob Greaves signing a new, new deal at Hull. Um, and I'm really not surprised that we've gone in for him because he was somebody that we were linked with back in 2019 when he was at Derby. And I popped it in the Telegram chat earlier this summer. Wouldn't be surprised if we revive that past interest. And and we have, and I'm glad that we have. I think it's a, a really good and a, crucially a really important deal for us as well to bring in a left-sided central defender. I'm really happy with it. Yeah, same here. I think it's great that uh, you know after the Jacob Grieve situation, we've we've moved on so quickly, and it, it really does show a, a different approach in terms of our recruitment. I think it was only a few years ago we could have ended up spending nine million on deadline day on a player that doesn't res- even resolve the issue. So, you know, it, it's great to see Borough dealing with that way. But what do you think Clark can add to the back line and the team overall now that he's signed? I think what was echoed there in what I will echo from what we heard in those voice clips is he's a ball playing defender and he's a bit of a, the best way I can probably describe him is a mix of new school and an old school. I don't want to say he's a head it and kick it defender because he's more of a head it and play the ball out of sort of defender. He is physical. He, uh, I'm, I'm expecting him to have a few broken noses, a few bandages, a few black eyes. He's that sort of physical defender where he will get stuck in. He, he's not shy to try to head the ball and, and win those aerial duels. Um, 
but also the new school, he's he's obviously good in possession uh, of the ball. And looking back at his time uh, at Derby, that loan spell that Jason was talking about, he was above average for aerial duels and aerial duel success rate, above the average for defensive duels as well. And then the possession of it, above average for dribbles and dribble success, above average for forward passes, which you would expect from a defender, to be honest, but passing accuracy, passes above average as well. Progressive passes, well above the average, you're almost going into 80% there in the percentile rank. So very good. Um, I think he's just a, a very good fit for us. My worry would be, and this is only a very slight worry, is obviously he will play that left centre-back position. He's got that unlocked. That's fantastic. Lenahan is currently occupying that central centre back. Seeing from Lenahan so far is he will step out and he will be aggressive in his defence. He will make those decisions to come out and 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 break away from the back line to try to win the ball back. And that's fine when he wins the ball back, but we've seen already this season he can leave us vulnerable to the counter attacking behind. That's why I'd like to see Lenahan on the right because if you've got Clark on the left, <laughs> the pace what Jason said if we get it on the right if we play Dykesdale but this all kind of goes back to Borough being better in possession I don't think we've been so good in, in possession and looking after the ball well so if we can look after the ball better than we have done this season obviously examples being Azai Jones' square ball against QPR Pua lost it conceded on the counter-attack. Duncan Watmore's dribble against West Brom, lost it, conceded on the counter-attack. If we keep the ball better, we shouldn't have a problem with Matt Clark's pace. And what I've heard from him is that he is a good defender at the exactly where he needs to be. Um, so it's not necessarily his pace. It's his... his he might not be quick in the feet, but he's quick in the mind to to know, right, I need to step out, I need to recover, I need to make that decision now to to go and defend and, and recover this position. So, yeah, I think he, he, new school and old school, basically, is what he can offer us. Yeah, I think what you were saying there about the kind of knowing where to be is potentially something we've we've missed a little bit on the left-hand side this season. I think it's it's obvious to to everyone the ball is really kind of makeshift uh, in, in that position. And, Make, you know, I don't want to... Makeshift mark. <laughs> he's six foot one in that position as well you know um yeah I, I think he no one really expected him to to be uh, a great left center back and and you know potentially be keeping anyone else out of that spot I think we were all fully expecting someone like Clark to to be signed and, and now that we we have him hopefully can add a little bit of balance there but I've been doing some uh comparisons to Paddy McNairplane in the same position uh, last year, comparing that to uh, Clark's last two seasons at Derby and West Brom. Um, obviously, there's a higher sample size for Clark versus McNair playing left centre-back, so got to take that into account. But typically, he does win more defensive duels than McNair. Uh, you're looking at a 69.5% uh, percentage at West Brom, 762 at Derby, and McNair was at 53% last year. So kind of ties into the the whole knowing where to to be and how to position himself on, on the left-hand side there. It should make us a bit stronger there. Uh, aerial duels were the same kind of range for the uh, the players last season, which surprised me a little bit. 55.4% uh, for Clark, but 59.4% for McNair, although it was 68.5 at Derby, so potentially just different defensive setups led to that. Uh, passing percentage, similar levels, uh, just slightly lower than McNair, 80% uh, at West Brom, 84.2% at Derby. 
uh, with McNair at 86%. So we could just be also trying to recreate McNair's passing stats with slight improvements on the defensive side uh, with this signing. Um, but moving on to the weekend, uh, you know, big game against Swansea. What's the defensive line you'd like to see at the, the weekend now this is complete? Because you just mentioned there uh, Lenahan being on the right-hand side. Uh, are you wanting to see you know Dale Fry back in the middle for this one? Um, I think, I mean, I said it on our previous podcast. I would like to see Dale Fry in the team. I personally think he's our best defender. Lenahan is an interesting one because I thought we'd bring him in and play him as one of the right-sided centre-halves. It was a bit of an interesting one thinking about who is an and it was three, wasn't it, with uh, with Dyke Steele, McNair and Lenahan himself. But Wilder seems to, to see Lenahan as a central centre-back. I think it's either or. I don't think there's an awful lot in it between Dale Fry and Lenahan, but I do prefer Fry there, I think. When you think about Lenahan stepping out and being aggressive in his press and trying to win the ball back and, and you know, having two bites of the cherry as we saw against West Brom trying to win it back, it's just good to have Fry there because I think he's safe when you do have the getting caught in behind. You've got Fry there. I don't think Fry's recovery pace is great either, by the way. I think he's just more, he's a safer bet there, I think. So I I think you probably put Clark in there, to be fair, because there's no time like the present. And I know he's not had probably the, the right amount of training sessions, but at the end of the day, you've got to put him in there because makeshift marks, probably time for him to, to take his position on the bench. Um, and Clark will improve the team by default because he is a natural left sider and he's a good player anyway so I think you put Clark in there even regardless of the amount of training sessions that he's taken up yeah I'd agree I think going into the weekend now at left centre back he is the best player in our team in that position so I think you need to to put him in there kind of regardless of of training time I definitely agree with what you said there hmm. but moving into the last week of the window now um where do you think Borough's priorities should now lie now that we've addressed the important position of uh, left centre-back? Uh, obviously, Wilder's been saying they want an extra two before the window closes. I should think so as well, yeah. Um, you know what? It, people will say straight off the bat, strike. Uh, but I think midfield is just as important because it's that critical to the way the Wilder plays with that pressing, with the energy getting back and uh, getting forwards and backwards, um, back and forth, sorry. Um, so I think that's also really important and we're lacking depth there in that right side uh, where Crooks plays. So uh, I would probably say they're both important, but the priority is probably just edging it to, towards striker because I'm looking at our... Uh, ensemble of strikers. We need a main man, I think. We need a, a, an Emil Reese, for example, or maybe even a Cameron. For me, is the position that uh, I would deem just about the priority. Yeah, I think it's definitely a close one uh, heading into the uh, the last week of the window, isn't it? I think you know there's two obvious positions that we that we need um and you know I'd, I'd probably expect us to to be looking at permanent signings and to be getting you know a, a marquee striker or marquee midfielder even um it, it's it's very close in priority between the two at the moment but obviously uh left center back was the priority of the three and 
loving the fact that we've addressed that ahead of Swansea. But that is it for today. Dana, thanks very much for joining me and thank you very much for listening. This has been the Borough Breakdown podcast and that was all your transfer chatter in a pod. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.